Welcome to a new episode of It's Not That Bad Podcast. I am Fernier with Dom. Hey, what's up? You tell me, Dom. What's up with you? Uh, not much. You know, things is changing around here in these parts. I just mean like people are leaving, jobs are shaking up. Not my job. I mean, well, kind of, but I don't know if I want that. <laughs> well, just because of the... Um that government shutdown coming to an end for right now? Uh-huh. Yeah. Interesting. The government shutting down has been <laughs> affecting everybody. <laughs> Even Nordstrom. That shit. Did you see his speech? No. What was it? That shit had me rolling. Like, typical, you know, Trump. But, like, he was, like, thanks to all the the, the men and women who... Fought for this, blah blah blah. Like you, like you, you insinuated that the people wanted this government mm. shutdown to have him do mm. all of this. That's and what that I He want. did it for them, and yeah. I was like, really, mm. <laughs> like really. <coughs> and I was just like, man, imagine being, uh, like, imagine being uh, a worker, right, mm. or like, um, like an air traffic controller who. Yeah. Up until recent, like, they're working, you know, like they always do. Yeah. Like, like, you know, 10, 12 plus hours a day, and they still had to with no pay. And a lot of them were ca- calling off and stuff now. Mm. And imagine, like, that, right? Imagine you're living through that for, what was it, 30-something days? Yeah, over a month. And then your president say, like, oh, yeah, you wanted this, and, you know, Good I'm job. really working for you. Just be like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, I'd oh, be so man. mad. I, I don't even like. I don't even know how you're supposed to take that. And I want my like, money. That's how I take it. That's like, like the like, biggest slap. Like he is going to give the money right away, or as soon as possible. And because we've only we've only f- like stalled this for what three weeks? Yeah, three weeks. And we're already down the first week or something, right? About. We're still within that first week. Mm, yeah, we're still within Ish. the first week. It's right after God. Arizona's birthday. Jesus Christ! You know what? It's funny because I'm um, on YouTube. I was watching. There's a there's this nerd who talks about like American politics, right? Uh, YouTube University. Yeah, um, but he talks about like elections in American history, and one of them was um, it was like the it was between John Quincy Adams and Andrew Jackson. And, like, John Quincy Adams, he just lost him because um, Andrew Jackson won, and he's all like, see, I, I'm, I'm for the people. I'm, a, I'm what you guys wanted. You guys voted for me. Uh, see, we're going to have the best parties, the biggest parties, the huge parties. It's going to be the best. We're going to get them natives out of here. Yes, they're native to this land, but they're going to be gone. You don't have to worry about them. They're rapists. They're bringing drugs. And so John Quincy Adams hadn't even got out of the White House yet when a mob of people basically kicked him out. Like he had to flee for his life. And then when um, Andrew Jackson actually got into the White House, he threw a huge party and he was like, he let it, he opened it up to like all the common people and they all could have parties there. And I'm just like sitting there like listening to this. And I'm like, this sounds awfully familiar. Cause he even rounds it up by saying like, 
Yeah, you know, John Quincy Adams, he he represented, like, the elite, the old ways of things, you know. And then this new... Um, but he he wasn't, like, praising Andrew Jackson by any means. He was just like, yeah, and this newcomer came in and, like, changed... He, like, changed the game because he, like, stood out because he stood for the common man. And I'm just like, so are we going to start being, like, ushered into, like, reservations? Like, the Trail of Tears? Like, people me, me, like, people like me and you. Um, I am on a reservation, <laughs> Like, I was thinking today, you know, we have Vice... Mm-hmm. Being this like nominated picture, or whatnot, I can't imagine what's gonna come out when it's like Prez. Prez. <laughs> it's, it's the Donald J. Oh Trump story. Oh my god, that's gonna be like a long. But like, the funny part is like with with Vice, it's like yeah, it's like it's commentary, but it's like kind of funny and witty. Not like laugh out loud <coughs> funny, but it's like. <laughs> But with with the, but with the prez quote unquote prez, so I think that's what we're gonna call it because it's mm-hmm. in vice, yeah, and then prez. prez. Um, it's gonna be a drama, but people are like, "But why is this so funny?" And it's like, "This happened. This is real. This really happened." Like we we tried to keep it as accurate as we could. This is you know like usually when they say based on or inspired by, this is like the true thing, like. And they're like, but why is it so funny? Because that's what really happened in real life. I, it, I'm i so sad to say, like, I didn't make this comedy. Like, it wrote itself. I don't know. It, it's one of those things where it's like every president essentially is bad. <laughs> because yeah. the president, at least the idea of a president, is too powerful. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, one of, it's one of those, well, I mean, you know, we could get into, like, who really runs the government? But that's what I'm saying. The idea of like yeah. the leader of the free world is very powerful. And it's almost like anyone who wants to step into that role must have some sort of imbalance, right? Where mm-hmm. they're like, oh, yeah, this is me. I can do this. And it's like, can you? Can anyone really? <laughs> um, I'm willing to murder a bunch of people <laughs> to get what I want. <laughs> but like, I always tell people, it's like, yeah, you know what? Say what you will about, like, Bush and, um, you know, Jimmy Carter and, you know, even uh, Bill Clinton. It's like, yeah, you know, there's always something there. But this has been the craziest fucking three years of a presidency ever. This is barely year three? Yeah. Oh, my God. I feel like this has been going on for, like, ten years already. I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like, I'm not even being like political about it. It's just like, look at your headlines. Look at this, all this stuff that is presented to you. And it's like, I never thought this would be anything presidential. I never thought the presidential Twitter account would be like anything noteworthy. You know, I thought it'd be like, Oh, oh, happy veterans day, blah, blah, blah. Like, all these veterans are the best veterans in the whole wide world. And trust me, I've seen all the veterans. And I can tell you that our veterans are the most noble, strongest, coolest veterans of all time. It's like, just just say thank you and God bless. Like, that's all you have to do. It's just one of those things where it's like, it's hard to talk about this without someone getting very political of like, oh, you're just a liberal. Oh, you know, 
oh, you, you know, you're far right, so of course you love him. It's like, no, 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 no. Anyone who, like, fully supports Trump is in their, their, their right to do so. But anyone who overlooks all of this, I don't even know what to consider it, like thingamajigs mm, okay perfect thingamajigs it's it's like i don't know it's like how can you look at that and say like yeah this is fine like like i said you you're all within your right to support whoever and whatnot but there has to be a point where you have to be like this is weird this doesn't make any sense what the hell's happening and then to have that happen i'm like oh shit this is our presidency this is like a legit thing. It's not it's not the mayor was caught, you know, smoking crack or this congressman, you know, was caught with these young boys or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the fucking president of the United States <coughs> was caught with some young boys? Probably. But I I don't know. I, I was just thinking about that today and it's like I can't imagine like it's like a kind of sequel to Vice. And it's about President Trump in the next like 10, 15 years. It's like, I, that's the movie that I want to see. Because mm-hmm. you, you know, that's the only way to make it is like, you, you have to make it a drama, right? You can't, like, that's what, that's what's like, that's what's terrible about it is like, no matter how much like you make fun of it, you make fun of it, it's like they end up like one upping you. And everything like you think like you've got you've sunk to lowest, and then he does something like he serves fast food to um who was it the um basketball uh, yeah but like yeah like and you might say like that's whatever but it's like but this is a presidency it's not like it's not like he's Donald J Trump the entrepreneur right like Mm. that would be just like oh he's kind of weird and wacky i guess that's okay it's like this they went to the fucking white house this thing that's supposed to be this most prestigious house in all of america and and he's like oh yes they love big macs got all the big macs all the filet fish they love it (laughs) of course they do but it's like little things like that it's like okay but you can't tell me that in your your mind you think that oh yeah that's totally cool it's like no that's a that's a 20 year old like in college thing like yo if i have fucking 100 dollars i buy so much fast food that's that guy it's <laughs> yeah. not supposed to be the president of the united states no and like sure none of this has to do with his policy or whatever that's what i'm talking about it's not about you know how he acts towards his posse. That's a whole nother oh, conversation. Whole it's conversation. just like all the wacky shit that's going on. Because, like I said, with Vice, it's presented to you in a way where it's like, yeah, it's it's somewhat dramatical, but it's also kind of in a comedic way where it's not maybe laugh out loud, but you're like, huh, really, huh, yeah. But this is laugh out loud without having to write it like a comedy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't know. It's it's going to be an interesting, like, 10 years, 15 years, who knows, if, whenever. It, I would be interested to see a film like Vice, but, and, you know, with the presidency of Trump, because I think that would be, like, the most hilarious until you start realizing, like, I live through this. Holy shit. Yeah, it's kind of like when you go see, like, what was it, W? 
or maybe even Vice, you're kind of like, this is going to be kind of funny, but then you're going to like be like, but I lived through that too. Yeah. Huh. The times, they aren't a-changing? I guess not. Fuck. This is the fucking news. Marvel stars react to Black Panther's historic SAG win. So, as you know, the Screen Actor Guild was the other night. Uh, I thought um, it was film. Uh, Screen Actors Guild, yes. Oh, I thought it was film. Film Actors Guild? Yeah. I thought so, too, for the longest time. I wonder why. Like, Oh, the Matilda effect. Yeah, the Matilda effect, yeah. You know, where she was in the political prison, mm-hmm. and everyone thought she died? Yeah. But I was like, no, she was in that movie eating like the, the cake, right? Yeah. No, no, no. She was in jail for being like outspoken against the South African government, wasn't she? Yeah, Matilda effect. Yeah. So Black, Black Panther upended a few tough categories, becoming the first superhero film to win the most prestigious award, Best Ensemble. For a, for a feature film. And, um, oh no, so it's Best Outstanding Performance by a Cast in a, ma- a Motion Picture. And so did um, Chadwick Bo- Boseman, didn't he? Didn't he win? I was busy watching the Royal Rumble. Oh, okay. Uh, actors being like, oh, oh, you deserve it. Oh, you deserve it. Oh, we deserve it. Oh, we're better than everyone. So... Outstanding performance by a male actor, terrible. It's Rami Malek. Glenn Close, you know she's been raking in the no, the the nom, you know, raking in all the awards. I think she's gonna win. Honestly, you know what? The way things are going now, it's gonna be Glenn Close. Um, Mahershala Ali obviously won for um, supporting actor. Emily Blunt won surprisingly upset for supporting. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just kind of crazy that like. This film that came out not only <coughs> earlier last year, but it's also a superhero film. It's a Marvel film because DC would never be any. It's like that's out of their league type of thing. They're they're finally just like getting a win with like Aquaman beating Dark Knight's like record, which is like okay, everyone's beat Dark Knight's record. Come on, but you know what I mean. Like it's just crazy that. Black Panther is getting this momentum, and I feel like it might have a shot at winning Best Picture. What do you think? No, because it's going downhill, and the bubble's going to burst now. Oh, the bubble's going to burst. We talked about this, Tom. Oh. They need to stop focusing on this and focus on Star Wars and stop making it social justice wars. Jeez. So, yeah, this is just, I mean... Cool, it won like an award or two, but, but like, it wasn't just like an award, it was like the so like the award to beat. Like, this was an outstanding like performance by a cast. Like, it goes to show you like that there's some recognition from other actors that are like, you know what, like you guys outperformed like Vice and The Favorite, and like you just barely squeaked by Bohemian Rhapsody because everyone knows that they had a great cast because it was Rami Malik. And all the other guys who played Queen. I guess none of this... I mean, it does matter because all of these... Like, I think we've talked about this before. Really, any award kind of matters mm-hmm. because it shows that somewhere people, whoever whoever those people are, voted for it. But yeah. right now, as it's been for a while, it's the Oscars. I think that's where you want to win. Mm-hmm. 
Does this mean that it could win? I don't know. I, I we talked about this before. I, I would love it if it did, but if it didn't, I'd be like, yeah, of course it wasn't. It's it's one of the, I think it's yeah. one of those films where like doesn't matter what happens. The fact that I think this is that film that doesn't matter what, it's already a win. It doesn't matter if it wins or not because it got nominated. And it's forever going to be that one that got nominated. Yeah, like, it's gonna, no matter what. It's going to go down in history prior to 2010 as like a like like a Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast was the only animated feature to be nominated for Best Picture until the 2010. When Up was nominated and then Toy Story 3 the next year. Yeah, so I mean, it's Beauty and the Beast <clears throat> until a certain time frame. Right? Like, it's going to be the only thing that gets it. Because what's going to come out next that is going to ever, like, that's going to, like, blow them away, the Academy away so much that they're going to be like, oh, we need to nominate this. Oh, it did so much for everyone. Star Wars. Star Wars. Um, yeah, no, I, I think, I think that we always talk about, at least it got nominated. Oh, it's getting a nomination. Like, like Get Out. Get Out was like, oh, it got nominated so well, right? But I mean, at the same point, even if it didn't get nominated, it did. It did win for the it was a screenplay, mm-hmm. and he got best director. Well, he didn't win, but he nominated who? Jordan Peele. Yes. So like stuff like that. It's like, hey, at least there's recognition there. Whatever. Yeah. Blah blah. blah. And there's there's always a bunch of films here and there that are always like, oh, yeah, I guess it could. Green Book, like, yeah, it was a good film. I guess it could be nominated, whatever, right? But this is one that's like, it right now, it doesn't matter if it if it's in last place or if it wins. Because the fact that it already got nominated is all anyone cares about. Because that shows already that you can say whatever you want. You can talk about the bubbles being bursted and that how these films aren't Damn really bubbles. films and... Whatever you want to make shit up. None of that matters now because this got nominated when no one thought that no. a superhero film mm-hmm. could be nominated as like a genuine threat. Even though it I I believe that this year's tarnished because of Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh my god, yes. So when we look back, it's like, oh see, it, it was against the favorite. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at Vice was in there and Green Book. And Bohemian Rhapsody, fuck. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, this is, no, mm-hmm. right, no matter what happens, right now, it's fine. Like, they're right. they're, they're forever going to bank on, like, nominated. They got nominated. Best picture. Mm. What did you get? Nothing. Suck it. Yeah, has any DC movie ever been nominated for... Best picture because it's it's been not they've been nominated for other things and won uh, won awards for other things. But I mean, best picture. Netflix joining the MPAA is a turning point for the film industry and its business model. So Netflix on January twenty second, Netflix became the proud parent of fifteen um, Oscar nominations. Even like crazier thing is that like not even like twelve hours later, Netflix is the like newest signatory officially minting the streaming behemoth into them as a major studio so now it's considered in like the the whole sphere of um the mpaa as a studio which it should have been right like at some point like in the past 
I don't know what, like five years, especially when um, Beast of No Nation was like getting all the like, ooh, Oscar buzz, right? Isn't that like a year or two ago? Uh, it was like three, I think. It was a little while ago. No, but, it makes sense. I mean, I get where you're coming at, but at the same point, we've talked about this a million times. If you went five years ago and I told you to watch a Netflix original, there's a good chance that it is not going to be worth finishing. But now it's like, hey, go watch this Netflix original. Oh, you mean the one that's nominated for Best Picture? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, hard work pays off. And Netflix decided that, hey, we could just be the streaming site, sure. But we can also be, like, an actual platform, right, for entertainment. And... If you're someone who's had Netflix, you know, f- like six, seven years ago till today, mm. then you know. Like, you know that it went from being like, oh, I guess I'm just going to stream my, my favorite TV show again for the third time to, oh, wow, look at they, they have this. Oh, oh, so-and-so has a show on here. Oh, the, what? This documentary about, you know, whatever. Oh, look at they're making this is going to be a TV show. You know what I mean? Like, it's actually something that you can invest time in now where it's not like, oh, I don't have Netflix. I'll just I'll go buy the friends DVDs. Right. That's fine. It, now it's like, oh, you want to see this? Was it The Witcher uh, mm. with Henry Cavill? It's like you want to see that show. You're going to have to get Netflix. Yeah. Oh, you you want to see Roma? Maybe you could wait for it to show back in the movie theaters or you can get Netflix. Oh, you're going to want to watch Stranger Things? Well, you better get it before, you know, the end of the year. You know what I mean? Like Mm. now it's 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 at that level. So, yeah, you're right. I think I think you could argue that this probably could have happened a year or two ago, but it totally makes sense now, especially when you have something like Roma, which people are praising and like one of your most beloved TV shows, Orange is the New Black, is leaving, and people are still like, like, oh man, you know, I'm gonna miss it. And its other beloved TV show, House of Cards, is doing great. You mean Stranger Things? I'm talking about House of Cards. <laughs> and it's constantly just, you know, it's it's coming up with new things. And yeah, it we we talk about that sometimes. It feels like. They're just throwing shit on the wall. Mm. But sometimes that works. Like, Mm. I don't really care much for baking shows, but my sister does. And so whenever I'd watch something, it's always with her. And that's the only time I ever watched it. Mm -hmm. But then they had that, uh, was it like Fake It or something? Where they they take people that don't know how to bake and make them bake. Really? Yeah, and that and it's pretty funny. Like I <laughs> I genuinely enjoyed it. Where I <laughs> I finished it without my sister, and it's like they're able to do that now, right? They're able to entice you to be like, oh, you remember Trailer Park Boys? Oh, yeah, we're bringing it back. That's true. And we're continuing. Oh, you could get new movies, you get new TV shows, you get new uh, specials, and it's like. Who would have thought six, seven, eight years ago that you would be continuing with this trailer park boys universe? Like That's no true. one, right? <laughs> so it's like, yeah, sometimes they get things that work, and then other times they don't. You know, they, we, uh, there was that one show, 
it was like something about the 90s or whatever with like the kids and it it felt to me like it felt like oh what's in oh like young you know preteens oh, i know what you're talking and, about and in the 90s let's make a show about that and it didn't work out and that's fine but then they have other things that you know people are dying for and they're like oh we can't wait for this and now that they've shown that they can be that it's like good you know reap what you sow you deserve to finally be admitted into this this thing and yeah i get it maybe it should have happened earlier but it happened that's true and it's going to continue to happen i think though what one good thing coming from this i mean there's a lot of good things coming from it because i feel like as being admitted as a major studio now like now like i feel like more like hollywood has to take it more seriously and like like other other studios have to like you know what i mean like they got to like look at it more like oh like they're not just in it to like get subscribers they're in it to make more money and it's like so what, basically now you're just saying oh they they're a business now they're a real business so like, oh they weren't before until now like us and i, I don't know and I'm not saying it's like a bad thing. I'm just like this is good. I I feel like it could help too to shape like the MPAA. You know what I mean? Because I've always been a critic of the MPAA yeah, for always wagging your fist at them. Yeah, because I feel like their whole system is just it should be redone. But like I feel like it it really could help to like you know what I mean like it could change things. I feel hopefully you know what I mean like. Because there's certain things that they're allowed to get away with on Netflix because it's something you pay for. It's a streaming. So I feel like at least they would start to, like, give these ratings more, like, oh, you know what? Like, yeah, you know what? They curse a little bit, but it's not really rated R anymore. Yeah, I mean, um, I was talking about that one show on Hulu, uh, Future, Future Man. Yeah. And that show feels like it feels like a, a TV show I'd watch on Comedy Central, but it's totally like nc-17 and it feels weird because i i think i think we might have talked about it might have been off air but i think we talked about this where it's interesting now watching some of this stuff like actually be made for streaming sites yeah and you're following somewhat of a similar trope that you would get like on a cbs sitcom but then all of a sudden like there's dicks in it and like massive amounts of cussing, and it's like, huh, this feels weird. Mm-hmm. Like it just feels, yeah, weird. But like in a good way. And yeah, you're completely right. I mean, imagine now where we could get a movie, and maybe in the past it's like, no, of course it's rated R. But now it's like, oh no, that's more of like a a teen movie. Mm-hmm. You know, teens watch that. That's not. I mean, it's graphic, but it's not like, you know, what's that one? Um, Fifty Shades of Grey type of graphic. Yeah. It's just kids being it's kids. Not, yeah, it's kids being kids. It's not nasty. Yeah. And, and it and it proves that, like, a streaming service could become something more. Can evolve from, like, we've, like we just, like we talked about last week, with um, it starting out as, like, just for DVDs and you're, Renting DVDs, and now look at—it's a major, it's a major studio in Hollywood, and it's yeah. just kind of crazy. So, it, I mean, and it, and it goes to show like anything can happen with like Amazon Prime, 
or even like Hulu. Although like Hulu, because it's been it's split up between so many different people that I doubt that. But like but, Amazon. But I mean, they're trying. That's what I'm saying. It's like we're at a we're at a place right now where Amazon's trying. Yeah. Where before I legit I never used Amazon until I realized like oh they have originals on there. Uh-huh. Um, and, and Hulu, I mean, there's a bunch of shit on Hulu that whether it's exactly, cause you could draw the line the same with like Netflix or whatever, whether it's like actually a Hulu original or if mm. it's something Hulu bought, but there's things on there that I watched that I, you know, I could be like, Oh yeah. Did you like this? And people are like, what the fuck is that? And I'm like, Oh, it's. It's just like Hulu thing. It only came on like three seasons. It's like mm. ten episodes. It's whatever. You know what I mean? But yeah. I mean, at least they've they're trying and they've been trying. <coughs> and I think I think now it's showing that like, hey, this stuff can pay off if Netflix can do it, Hulu can do it, Amazon Prime can do it, uh, Disney can try to do it. You know, maybe as silly as the CBS one is maybe they'll try too. you know what i mean so it's sky's the limit and something like this was bound to happen it just uh maybe happened too late maybe happened at the right time who knows, who knows? but it's good that it happened either way dearest queen you are mad giving me a palace it is a monstrous extravagance mrs molly we are at war we won Oh, it is not over. We must continue. Oh. Oh, I did not know that. The Queen is an extraordinary person. They were all staring, weren't they? I can tell even if I can't see, and I heard the word fat. Fat. Anne. And ugly. No one but me would dare, and I did not. She's been stalked by tragedy. Everyone leaves me. Dies. I apologize for my appearance. I hoped I might be employed here by you as something. A monster for the children to play with, perhaps. <sighs> it is important to make new friends in court, is it not? You're so beautiful. Stop it, I, you mock me. If I were a man, I would ravish you. <laughs> you have become close to Abigail. She is a viper. You're jealous. You must send Abigail away. I do not want to. Let's shoot something. Sometimes it is hard to remember whether you have loaded the pellet or not. I must take control of my circumstance. Throw! I'm on my side. Always. Favor is a breeze that shifts direction all the time. Then in an instant, you're back sleeping with a bunch of scabrous whores. As it turns out, I am capable of much unpleasantness. <laughs> Did you just look at me? Look at me! How dare you! Close your eyes! Stand by and let you destroy me. <laughs> you are enjoying all of this, aren't you? <laughs> oh, it is fun to be queen sometimes. If you do not go, I will start kicking you. And I will not stop. My dear friend, how good to see you've returned from hell. I'm sure you shall pass through it one day. Yorgos Lanthimos' 2018 period comedy, The Favourite, shows us the life of Queen Anne in 1708 
while Great Britain wages war with France. Anne, played by Olivia Coleman, now dealing with health issues, grants a lot of trust to her friend, advisor, lover, Sarah, played by Rachel Weiss, as she's more worried with what's inside her room than the goings-on within and around her kingdom. This arrangement does not bother either, as both are perfectly fine with their respective roles. Well, at least for now. That is until the appearance of Abigail, played by Emma Stone, once a part of the higher class and noble name, as well as cousin of Sarah, Abigail has come to the palace in hopes to find work. It's not long until she meets with Sarah and tries to prove she's more than someone who can wash the floors. After Abigail makes a homemade remedy for the queen's sore legs, she's brought up to become Sarah's assistant. But of course, it's not always that simple, as Abigail starts to put herself into places where she doesn't belong, finally getting alone time with the queen. It's here where things get muddy. At this time, Abigail has already found the Queen and Sarah sharing physical intimacy, but not sharing what she knows. She uses it for herself, trying to catch the eye of the Queen. Why? Her long-term plan is to find a way to become the Queen's favorite, and in turn regain her nobility as Baroness. And while each of them do whatever it takes to show the Queen of her importance, it comes to head when Sarah catches Abigail in bed with the Queen. The only thing to do next is to send Abigail away, stating it's because of thievery, but the Queen steps in, declaring Abigail as her personal servant, as well as Abigail poisoning Sarah's tea before a horse ride. That leads to Sarah's passing out, being dragged, and held captive in a brothel for a week. Within that time, Abigail enacts a plan to have herself married off, which the Queen allows by giving her her noble standing of Baroness, and officially becoming the Queen's favorite. But by the time Sarah comes back, the Queen is smitten with Abigail, and Sarah threatens to release the love letters between herself and the Queen. But she cannot go through with it, throwing the letters into the fire, but it's far too late. Sarah is sent away, and with a supper hand, Abigail throws allegations that Sarah hid money for her husband, and the Queen demands them traitors, and has them exiled. But as it all comes to a head, the Queen starts to realize the real intentions of Abigail and starts to treat her like a servant more than a trusted friend. So, Dom, mm-hmm. hot take. Uh-huh. Worst movie of 2018. This one was? Yeah, right? I think so. Like, it's nothing but stuffy British people mm-hmm. being British. Yeah. The end. And that's that's the end of this. That's all, folks. No, I mean, I'd say this was probably one of the better films from last year. It was pretty good. I mean, our man Yorgos didn't let us down at all when we saw this movie. Because, like, it's shot so, like, creatively. Like, he uses fisheye... He uses fisheye lenses, like, so perfectly. It It shows it, like... It weirdly, like, gives you this kind of grand scope of, like, the room... Like when the like the long haul, like it kind of like curls onto itself. Like how many other directors are out there using fish eyes? Literally every skater. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'll give it up that Mister Slachamos. Yeah, did I say his name? I think so. No, he he definitely has this touch, mm-hmm. right? He just has a he has a way with with film that. He just produces something where it's like, yeah, 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, but I will say, honestly, I do like this movie. I don't think it's as good Mm-mm. as The Lobster. No. I, I think I think Killing of a Sacred Deer is always just going to be on its own. Yeah. Because it's hard to say, like, what's just as good or what's better or, like, what's in the same vein. Because even compared to his other movies, it's like, I don't know. I don't even know if you can compare his movies to each other. But with that being said, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely worth the watch. It's it's so funny. Like uh Little Hours. Mm-hmm. Little Hours was very much like it's funny and it goes there, right? Yeah. It it, it brings in like that modern touch. Here, it stays very much in the period, mm-hmm. but it's still a little bit outrageous at times. Yeah. And and uh there's there's definitely times where it's completely laugh out loud uh-huh. and it's it's fine that you're laughing out loud. And then there's other times where it's like, huh, that's funny. You get it? Yeah. It's pretty funny. It's funny. But compared to his other films, this was definitely a comedy, like made to be the comedy. Yes, The Lobster was like similar, but The Lobster, I think it definitely had that more... Um, it was more like a like because like I was trying to explain to someone at work like the way he the way he directs like a character for like the lobster and killing of a sacred deer it's more like be stiff and wooden because when the emotion actually comes out I need you to be more there you know what I mean like and I feel like because they're more like oh like Oh, don't shoot me. I, I always thought you were the best. You're my friend. You're oh you're way better than that other guy. Yeah, like you're you're always my favorite. Like, see, it just comes out so weird, but then like when he turns it around, it just like it comes out so like hilarious. It's one of those movies like you have to watch it. Like you're gonna yeah. you have to watch it in order to see what we're talking about. Mm. But it like from the beginning it kicks off and it's funny. The scene where um uh, Abigail's coming to the the uh, the palace, and it's that guy. He's like smiling and stuff. Oh, yeah. I was gonna make a joke where he's like gonna like pull his dick out. Yeah, but then, but then he, they made it for me yeah. because he starts jacking off, and everyone's just ignoring it. <laughs> God, I think once that happened, I was like, all right, I think I know what to get from this film, yeah. and it delivered exactly what it it's it's supposed to. But yeah, even like. Nicholas Holt, I didn't even know was in this movie, and like even he's just so like he's so foppy and like outrageous. <laughs> uh, what did you say? Men are supposed to be pretty. Yeah, because <laughs> like his because <coughs> he gets that one guy to go in all dressed up like with the wig and the like the makeup on his face, and like it's like what. <laughs> <laughs> I I got everything I think I wanted to get out of the movie, and maybe even more so because I was expecting more of a lobster type mm. of movie, and like I said, it definitely has that same feel because he just he just has a certain way with filming, oh, yeah. and and it and it's crazy because you can look at everything he's done, and so far everything that we've come across, although it you can say like oh this is a Yorgos movie, it doesn't feel like he's giving you the same thing over and mm-hmm. over. It's not like you're getting 
Fast and the Furious 5, Fast and the Furious 6, <laughs> Fast and the Furious 7. You know what I mean? And then what's the, what's the newest one? Calvin and Hobbes? Calvin and Hobbes, yeah. <laughs> it's not like when you go into that movie, any of those movies, you know what you're going to get. Yeah, right? that's true. And if you expect anything else, it's like, you're fucking stupid. You know well, why you came here. Yeah, and then, like, uh, another way to think of it, too, is like, yeah, or like a, like a Steven Spielberg. You know what you're going to get with Steven Spielberg. Yeah, something amazing. <sighs> yep. But I feel like with, like, like he's just so good at, like, surprising you. I think that's what, that's, I think that's what it is, right? Like, you think it's going to be, like, the lobster, then you start watching, like, okay, no, okay, this might be more of, like, a killing of a sacred deer. And then you're watching, and you're like, this isn't like either of those, but it's still, like, good. Yeah, that yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, like, even though we say, like, oh, it feels like he made this movie, it's not taking that in a negative uh-huh. way at all because it, it just gives you, it shows you, really, how talented someone can be where they can make a film like Killing of a Sacred Deer. And a film like The Favorite, mm. and have a few years, you know, from each other, and still be so very different, yet still very much the same. Yeah, and it and some people might be like, "What? I don't get what you mean," or like, "Oh, I've seen it. I don't get what you mean." It's like, no, if you watch it, you'll see. Killing of a Sacred Deer is just—it's something completely on its own, completely different, but. He brings those elements, that certain, uh, how you say, je ne sais quoi, yeah. to the way he, to all his films, right? And yeah. you, and it carries on to The Favorite, which The Favorite is way more out there. It's way more embellished, right? It, it's meant to be way more funny. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's something that just kind of shows or proves to you that, like, there's talent in this man. And... I mean, just the performance he gets from... From all three of the actresses. Like, Olivia Coleman does do a good job. Although, she probably should have got supporting actress. Because we were talking about this after. And Rachel Weisz probably should have got best actress yeah. instead. But, who knows? The, the Academy does the dumbest things a lot of the time. Like, did you know that they gave Haley Steinfeld supporting actress in um, uh-huh. True Grit? When she was, like, the one of the main, like... Yeah. It, it just was, like, ridiculous. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, no, I mean... It, I mean does it deserve to win Best Picture? I don't know. I haven't seen Roma yet, so as of right now, I'm going to say maybe. It's I, You know what? It's really hard to say. I know. This year is just so weird. Because, because you take Roma, you take this, you take Vice, uh, take Green Book, right? Mm. And Black Panther, and that's all. Yeah. No. <laughs> Obviously, Star is Born. A Star is Born, too. No, but you, you take these movies and it's like, fuck, I don't know. Because yeah. when you watch A Star is Born, it's like you're you're watching a Hollywood film. Mm. Like, there's no doubt about that that movie was meant to be oh, yeah. this, like, actual grand Hollywood movie. Yeah. Everything about it just feels like... It doesn't feel like an Oscar bait movie. It feels like a genuine Hollywood movie. Yeah. So... When that gets nominated, it's like I could see that winning, and then Green Book, it it plays towards that more more uh, 
Oscar bait-ish, right? Where it's mm. like, oh, it feels like you know, yeah, it's, it's meant like, to be it's like autobiographical. It's yeah. about racism, but he's also gay. <gasps> oh. oh, and he's going to the south. Yeah. So it's like I can see that, right? Mm. And um, even with like this and like well, Roma's just Roma. <laughs> yeah. But like with this and Vice, they definitely have a similar feel where it's like. Yeah, it's funny. I get that this is funny, but like it's also real. Like these people really existed. Mm-hmm. And maybe yeah, obviously I'm going to say that the people in the favorite aren't exactly period oh, accurate. They're not one to one. But still like it's real and you know, although it's not always laugh out loud funny, um it's enough to where it's like it's a comedy. And the same thing with Vice, it's like yeah, they're not trying to make you, you know, slap your knee every single 10 minutes. But it's still, it's like, it's funny because it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, oh, man. That's <laughs> funny when it shouldn't be. Yeah. Fuck. So it, it, it really is hard to say. And I think it's at a point now where as long as Bohemian Rhapsody doesn't win, I think I'm okay with anything winning. Yeah, me too. I think so too. Uh, like l- last year, uh-huh. it, to me, it had to be uh, three billboards or it had to be Shape, Shape of Water. Water. That's all I wanted. I mean, get out too, but mm. realistically in my head, it's like, mm, it has to be one of the two. This year, it's like, as long as Bohemian Rhapsody has no fucking chance, I think I'm okay with anything that gets that yeah. wins, the, wins the award. Yeah, because like as we said like time and time before, like... The movies that we really looked forward to, like at least getting some kind of recognition, kind of didn't. And it was kind of like a, wow, you guys just kind of did it to like slap us in the face, didn't you? You guys are like, get out of here. You guys don't know nothing about film. Nerds. Yeah. But like, I don't know. The favorite was really good. Like it, like I went in thinking like, yeah, I'm probably going to like this. And I came out like, yeah, I really like this. It delivered. Yeah. It really delivered. It did deliver. Um, and I feel like it's one of those period piece-esque movies that, like, you can watch again. Yeah. Not like some of these, like, Shakespeare loves and <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody. Those are cult classics, Tom. Oh, sorry. Yeah, this movie just it gave you everything that I think you wanted. At least for us, it gave it what yeah. we wanted. Um, yeah, I think I think uh, Rachel Weisz should have been nominated for Best Actress, not uh, uh, Supporting actress. Supporting. Um, I don't think Emma Stone needed to be, though. I don't think so, either. Uh, she does good, but, like, I feel like it's one of those things where they're just, they're making her into a Meryl Streep, where they're just like, oh, she's in it? Oh, she needs to be nominated again. Yeah. Like I said, so far right now, the only thing that I've seen her in is Manic, and that's the only that's the only time that I felt like she did really well. And for some reason, everyone just fucking forgot about that. <laughs> I thought that actually had some weight to get nominated for like uh, uh, what do they what do they call them um, limited series? Mm. But they just fucking forgot about that for some reason. Talk about the assassination of Johnny Versace. Yeah, fuck that. But um, other than that, it was good. Yeah. It was funny. It was entertaining. 
Yeah, the 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 race with all the with all the the ducks <laughs> when they were when they were throwing the oranges at the the fat guy and the, <laughs> fat and naked the wig. Man. Um, um, when she passed out and like the horse was just dragging her along the ground and then she has that he, she, her face is so like fucked up and she has that scar oh, yeah. and they just like look at her and they're like oh my god <laughs> I, uh, but see like she perseveres over it she's just like no I already know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna go march in there and I'm gonna be like if you don't do what I say I'm gonna tell everyone how you big old les you butch and well actually I'm the butch because I wear the pants because she wore sure. pants yeah, she and she's like I make the bacon. <laughs> I make the money. Is that what? That's how it goes, right? Something like that. Truth <laughs> be told, I fell asleep um, right in the beginning and woke up right at the end. <laughs> so two thumbs up. Definitely worth watching. Yeah. Uh, definitely worth the Oscar nom. Mm-hmm. We'll get we'll get more into like the Oscars, obviously, when it comes. But if uh, if you're those people that want to watch all the movies nominated like i would say just wait on bohemian rhapsody and watch this first you yeah. know you could watch this i'd say you could this watch vice you could watch roma Green you Book. know so actually i'd say a star is born first maybe you Whatever know what you honestly do, just... honestly i'd say just leave bohemian rhapsody off your list right yeah, it de- it really didn't deserve to be nominated it, I'm, I'm i still haven't seen it as of Recording it, I can tell you right now, it didn't need to be nominated. When a movie like this or Vice gets nominated, and I enjoyed both of them, mm-hmm. but I would easily give one of them up to get uh, like Hereditary nominated, then that means that there's no fucking way that Bohemian Rhapsody, Bohemian Bohemian Rhapsody, should have gotten nominated at all. If a first-time director. He hits it out of the park with this commentary on not only, like, race, but, like, class. And that film doesn't get nominated. Oh, what? Because it has, um, what is it, Equins, Equisapiens? Yeah. That's it's ridiculous. too silly, Dom. Like, That's ridiculous. It was just a sorry, silly comedy. I, you know what? Sorry, but Sorry to Bother You was the best picture of last year. I just got it. I just got to say it again. No, but we have... Um, I was going to say Undercover Brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an Undercover Brother. You know what? That's perfect. It is Undercover Brother, isn't it? It might as well be at this point. So, more recently, we have been given a trailer for a particular film. Um, it's about a serial killer named Ted Bundy. And I'm going to say some people are getting a little outraged about it. Um, More recently, though, like a survivor of Ted Bundy's crimes has spoken out against the film. Kathy Kleiner Rubin, who was a 20-year-old sorority sister at Florida State University, when Bundy crept into her room at 3 a.m., beat her and her roommate with a club. She spoke to TMZ about her relationship to the series. She criticized the movie for like overemphasizing Bundy's charm and good looks. She says she doesn't have a problem with people looking at it as long as they understand what they're watching it and how he wasn't a normal person. 
Um, she continued, I believe that in order to show him exactly the way he was, it's not really glorifying him, but it's showing him. And when they do say positive and wonderful things about him, that's what they saw. And that's what Bundy wanted you to see. But that's exactly it. He he did this pony yeah. show to show you, like, hey, I'm an educated man. Like, look at me. Come on. Really? Me? Would this I guy? murder people? Yeah, me, this guy, come on. Like, he was, he wanted to bank on that idea, Mm -hmm. right? He wanted to show, like, I am man, hear me roar. That's what we need nowadays. (laughs) And he wanted people to feel like, oh, that that Ted Bundy couldn't have done that. They must have got the wrong guy. Yeah, and that's what me and and my coworker talked about at work were, because she's very much involved in, like, um, true crime. She loves all that kind of stuff. And she talked about it, like, that's the whole point, like, of Ted Bundy, was that he was, like, able to get away with all this stuff because people, like, yeah, like we said, like, people look at him and they're like, he's a good guy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, he, his, his thing was literally to have people look at him and say, you're non-threatening, mm-hmm. so then... He could do what he does. Like, that that was his thing. How many times did he escape jail? And then not only that, but, like, there were, like, judges and jurors who were so, like, distraught. And they're like, oh, I don't, I didn't want to have to serve this down to you. But, like, this is what the system is telling me. Fight the man. And you're like, what? You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like, but, like, getting back to, like, the trailer. Like, did you, you watch the trailer? Did you hear about we the, watched the trailer. Did you see the trailer? <laughs> but um the yes, I can see where they're coming from, but at the same time it's like you're not you haven't seen the film. I think what it, Okay, so we know the story, we get it, right? And maybe mm-hmm. not everyone does. Maybe not everyone understands. I think he's definitely that name, mm-hmm. but it could be the name without the story, the whole story. <coughs> so that's understandable, but as people who get this story, I think it's more of like they want to show you that this is what he thought. This is what he tried, right? Yeah. He tried to be the suave guy, the smart, sophisticated, the, you know. Oh, yeah, I, I went to college and, you know, I, I had, you know, I was into politics. Like, I know what I'm talking about. They wanted you, they want, or he wanted to be. He wanted you to believe in all of that, mm. right? He wanted to to put on this facade because that's all it was is a facade. Literally like, the whole thing. Like most <laughs> horrible serial killers slash just horrible people. Yeah. There's a facade there. But I think that's what they I th- I mean, this is just speculation, but I think that's what the their trailer was going for. The trailer was trying to show you, like, oh, see, like, this is what he is. But if the movie does end with Ted Bundy was just an all-American man who got caught up in his own woes and, you know, suffered (laughs) suffered the consequences. It's like, yeah, okay, I get it. And I'll say, you know what? Our bad. Fuck this movie. Yeah. But I'm assuming... That it's probably not, it's probably just, it's a Hollywood version of who this man thought he was. And it's going to end exactly how you think it's going to end. 
with he's him in a chair. In, yeah, in the electric chair. So this movie may show that he's he's a suave, sophisticated man who like, oh yeah, oh I didn't murder that. Oh trust me, I'm gonna get off. But then it ends with him in the in the chair and his dead, lifeless corpse is laying there because he was a piece of shit that deserved to die. Yeah, and everyone knew it after a while. Mm. You know his his facade faded away because he can't. He couldn't hide it, you know. No matter what he did, he couldn't hide it. I hear he was an upstanding Republican. <laughs> he was. So I do understand, especially with someone like her who mm. was there firsthand. You can't. Oh my god, yes. You can't tell her like you're overreacting. <laughs> oh, I'm overreacting. Yeah, you're you're definitely overreacting. Oh, um, so he hit you a couple of times. Like, come on. Everyone gets into like a fist fight with somebody. <laughs> So she definitely has the right to say. But I also believe that it's too early to really say and that it could be a part of that, that you know, people want to be, people literally want to be outraged by something. Would you say any trailer then that shows any type of like figure that like they're like, oh, we're basing this on? Like, like let's bring up an example, like Vice. No, like Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad mm-hmm. gave you a movie that, or the trailer showed you a movie that you were like, this looked like it could be pretty badass. Then you watch the fucking movie and you're like, what the hell, right? Why can't that happen anything? Why can't that happen with this movie? Why can't you get a trailer that's one thing and then be showing another? That's true. And then people are just like, oh, yeah, but they got Zac Efron to play him. Like, oh, you're just, like, glamorizing him. Like, look, at you made him into such a rock star. And it's like, okay, I'm not saying Ted Bundy is, like, anywhere, like, near as, like, delicious as Zac Efron. But, like, you have, like, Hollywood always has to, like, jazz it up, you know? Yeah. Like, do you think Dick Cheney looks as good as, like, a Christian Bale? Yeah. No. He he looks like, literally like, if you go to the comic book store right now and you pull out an issue of Batman where the the penguins are featured, that's what Dick Cheney looks like. <laughs> I mean, how, how else were they gonna do this? Like, how else were they gonna get like who 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 did you want to play this? Like, you want him to you want? I mean, to get, you could say. Did you, you want Steve Buscemi to play? You could literally say the same thing about my friend Dahmer. Yeah, that kid is a love interest. And um, the Sabrina, the TV show, yeah, and people always and people think that guy's cute. They're like, yeah. "Oh, he's so handsome." But that's like what Hollywood does. They always do this. I'm not like defending them, but I'm just saying, like, if you want it, like, I don't know. Like it, it's one thing that that Zac Efron is playing uh, Ted Bundy, right? Because he looks like, oh, maybe he could pull this off. Yeah. But it'd be another thing if you got Chris Hemsworth playing John Wayne Gacy. Although I'd love to see what they did, like to make him look like John Wayne Gacy. I, yeah, I don't know. It, I believe that this outrage is just it. It's okay for her because I mean I get it, I right? Get it. Ima- yeah. Imagine, imagine that's your mom, and then all of a sudden they're like. Oh, they got John Malkovich in there and and Zach Efron. Oh, this is gonna be a great film. Lily Collins is in it. Oh, and then you're like, that guy literally tried to murder me. 
Mom, get over it, okay? <laughs> well, that happened, what, like, ages ago? That was, what, like, the Dark Ages, what, the 70s or something? Pshaw. Get over it. But you know what I mean? It's yeah. it's 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 fine when people like that yeah, are, I, that's have, have an outrage. But I think, like, a general outrage, it's like, just wait for the movie to come out. See how it really portrays. If it is that bad, you know, where they're... It's all positive, oh, and they end it before he he dies because they have to show oh. him like one final time, right? Being super handsome. You, and you find out that not only is the director, producer, and like the writer, they're all like, but like most of the people involved in this were part of a um, um, sympathy for Ted Bundy. Yeah, he, like you end it where he he uh, he marries the girl on on. Uh, when he's on stand, mm-hmm. when she's on the stand, yeah. If they ended right there and That's said like, like mm. Ted Bundy later, you know, got in trouble for his crimes or like something, I don't know, whatever, and then he <laughs> died and blah blah blah. Yeah, okay. Then you're like, R.I.P. They ended it with him being this romantic yeah. too soon. Yeah, it, like that's where you could. That's when you have the fucking outrage. Yeah, but. I don't think that we're there yet. No. So, till that time comes, I say, you know, wait, wait to see what happens there. I, I believe that it's not like that, but we'll see. And with that, we'll, we'll say thank you guys for listening. Yeah, thanks, guys. We appreciate it. Um, 2019's becoming a year. It's, it's kind of weird. It's a year. 2019 is kind of weird. It's definitely a year. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like last year was like, oh, it was pretty good. This year's just like. It's a year. It's a year. But if you want to stay in contact with us, then be sure to like, subscribe, comment on uh, retweet, um, reply. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> on any of the show shows that we have, which is Instagram, Twitter, uh, handle at intb underscore podcast mm. or you can email us directly at intb gmail or at gmail.com and yeah hit us up like let us know if if you think that this movie deserves you know or the if you believe that this bundy movie deserves the backlash that it's receiving especially in an age where we talked about Quentin Tarantino yeah. making the Charles Manson thing. and Or let us know why you think The Favorite wasn't your favorite this year. Like, come on. Or last year. Whatever. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Or if you really want to do something crazy, write us, like, why you believe that Bohemian Rhapsody deserves everything that it's, it's winning. You, I mean... I'm I'm gonna say 99% sure that you're never gonna sway us on this, but you could always try. Yeah, try. We 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 like that stuff. I like but, hearing other people's opinions. Yeah. So, of course, guys, always remember, it's not that bad. It's not that. Bad.